All right, before we get started with today's episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, I would like to give a shout out to Marcus Anderson and his business, A Cheesecake Will Do. That's right, A Cheesecake Will Do. Mr. Anderson specializes in making homemade cheesecakes such as strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry. Also, you got to check out his specialty cheesecakes as well, too, such as Samoa flavored, pecan pie, apple pie, and honey bun. Mmm, that honey bun sounds real delicious. Also, it's Christmas. And you can't forget the holiday cheesecakes as well, too. Check out this eggnog cheesecake. Oh, that sounds delicious. And I love eggnog, despite what everybody says. But that's neither here nor there. You should check him out on Facebook at his like page, A Cheesecake Will Do. You can also hit him up via the telephone (laughs) at 843-447-0958. And if you're hungry, why wait? Grab yourself a cheesecake because a cheesecake will do. Now on to this week's episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast is a sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Talking sports, just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. No, it's not time for another episode of AW Dynamite. But instead, it's time for a special edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. Now, I know you woke up Tuesday morning and was like, man, where the bros at? Where the bros at? Just like everything else, everything else when it comes to holidays, it's out of whack. We got mildly out of whack, but in the words of the almighty B-Live, I digress. And we're back with another action-packed episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and an awesome holiday season. Uh, Shout out to everybody and anybody within the sound of my voice. Thoughts and prayers go out to everybody and anybody that need them. And um, let's have some fun, shall we? With that being said, I'm flanked by two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I'm when I tell you that I am for one and foremost need all the prayers in the world. One of my prayers were answered this past Monday. Because when I tell you, I was praying in the fantasy football land. I will no, it was Sunday, 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 Sunday night, right? I was praying. When I tell you I was praying hard and my prayers were answered. Because the beating that the Cowboys put on the Redskins and Dak Prescott just running up the score, and and I was going against Trey Dizzle, in um and and his disdain for Dak Prescott almost got him to the championship, but because the Cowboys were up so much, they pulled Dak Prescott out of the game, and he came just a bit shy of beating me. And I am now going for my fourth, fourth Sports Bros, a.k.a. better, also known as Cool Football League 
championship. Yes, fourth. Yes, I have won this league. The fourth in three years? No, it used to be. It used to be the cool football league. Now it's the sports pros, um, fantasy football league. Oh, and so, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. I was waiting on it. Just I was like, waiting on it. Just like it they, they fourth still title in three years. Congratulations! They, they, they have, they have, they recognize the championships that have been won before the Super Bowl. It's just, <laughs> it's the same exact thing. I don't want to hear it. No, it's be, not. But. Yes, it is. How, how is it not? Please, please have a question. You know, this, this, this. Listen, we, we, we haven't got through the introductions yet, but you know, go, go ahead and introduce that other guy. A whole other uh, league with a whole other name. They can introduce the other guy. And speak the other guy. And speaking of the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, and doesn't believe that titles from another league should be carried on to the next league. He is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the one, the only, the man himself, the money man, Scotty D. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Woo! What a year it's been, and we're going to voyage on into Deuce Deuce, baby. The oh man, I'm I am excited for this year coming up because there could be a Super Bowl trophy in my future, another Stanley Cup in my future. I am excited for Deuce Deuce. And boys, happy new year to you both. Glad, glad to be glad to be going on in this year, literally with my arms around you guys. So it's been a great year for our show. I think we had a uh, we we actually upgraded. It was during this year that we started doing the the video conferencing thing that I think mm-hmm. has actually made our show vastly improved. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I'm excited to see what we got going on here on this show too in the future. So happy New Year, fellas! Let's do it. Yep, we're going to have fun, fun, and more fun. That is right. All right, now going into the top of the order. Week 16 of the NFL, we got a few more weeks left in the regular season, and some playoff seedings have been clinched. Some are still up in the air. Uh, fellas, we're going to do it. A little something like this this week. We're going to do four things. The signature win this past week, a signature loss this past week, a, w- a WTF game of this past week, and also the game we're looking forward to next week. All right? Scotty D, signature win. This past week, week 16 of the NFL, what you got? Well, I was, I had a couple different ones in mind, but how can I not say the Cowboys in this one? Because we really, really needed to see a good performance from Dak Prescott because it's been misery watching this guy play for the last six weeks, even though they've been winning. And he came out and he, and he, he, he looked good. He looked good. I, I, I compared him a couple weeks ago, his performance I said it was worse than uh, than I've seen like in in the backyard football. <laughs> I, said, I did say that. Wow. Yeah, I, I was a little I was a little heated that week. I even did a funny face that you you captured in the middle of all that. That's my Facebook profile picture at the moment. Yeah, something like that. But he he looked more like himself this past week. He uh you know he was a little bit mobile. His passes looked crisper than they had. He got Amari Cooper involved in the offense and. He called for that. Cooper did earlier in the week in an interview. So there, there was a handful of teams I thought that really like made statements that you know on their season to where we're at in the season. And I, th- I think the Cowboys definitely they needed not only just to beat Washington because Washington is depleted with injuries and quarterback problems. 
if you're going to be a good championship team, you need to knock a team like that on their on their rear end, and they mm-hmm. and they did that. So um, it wasn't it, it, the Cowboys needed that because of the the positioning, but it was how they won. Great great play on defense, great play on special teams. I guess they, they scored in all aspects of the game. Even offensive linemen scored for us this past week. So I'll go with I'll go with America's team. Be live. How how about you? Um, before I go into my um my, my um my pick, my game, my statement, my signature win. Emmanuel Acho um, on um, Fox Sports 1, Speak for Yourself, had a very, very good um, statement he made um, about the Cowboys beating the Redskins. He said, and I quote, I am not going to applaud a fish for swimming. The Cowboys are supposed to beat the Redskins, especially when they were depleted and the Cowboys are getting healthy. So congratulations for congratulations for Tada doing what you're yeah. supposed to be doing. And that's what so, they did, but that's not what they had been doing. They struggled against Washington just two weeks ago. So that's why this was important won. for them to to what? They still won. I I know, I, know, I understand they, that, but we but we two, talked about how Dak has not looked good this past these and, and going into December or going into January, we need that guy because as good as the defensives played, they played against Heineke twice and that the goofy quarterback from New Orleans and you know they the, the and Mike Glennon yeah Mike Glennon and the the goofy quarterback from New Orleans whoever they got the guy that runs around and stuff they beat that guy. yeah that guy there so <laughs> they they won those games. It, you know, with a, the defense looking really good, but those aren't the guys they're going to be facing in January. You know, it's not going to be as easy going against Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. So at that point, you're going to need Dak Prescott to play better. And he showed the other night that he's maybe getting back on track. I mean, it's only one game against a bad team, but that's what we're talking about for this, this week, one game. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Scott. I, you know what? I, I, I see where you're getting at. I see where you're getting at. And with with what you um, the statement that you made, I got to change my answer on the fly because I just realized, just like you needed Dak Prescott to step up and be that quarterback that can lead a team and deep into the playoffs, et cetera. We saw a, we saw something that we hadn't seen in quite some time, and the signature win I have to say from this past week, I switched, it, I changed it up. The Indianapolis Colts over the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Because you know what we saw? We saw a really, really good Carson Wentz. Did you see that one play where he threw us like a it, basically a sidearm throw had this amount of room to get through for that touchdown that he threw? I think it was some um Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. was it? It could um I don't remember who he threw it to. No, um it might have been was it T.Y. Hilton or was that? Um, I want to say. I think. It, I think it was. I think it could have been. Um, it, he threw two. He threw one to T.Y. Hilton. He threw one to Desmond. Um, Desmond Patman. But either way, like that one throw that he threw, and like he looked great. Arizona's defense is not one to play with, and Arizona is always already proven themselves to be one of the better teams. And these are the games you have to win. Of course, in the playoffs, you win these games or you go home. And Jonathan Taylor can run for his life all day long. That dude is MVP caliber. 
but you need strong quarterback play in the postseason. And I think this right here, I don't think you want to play the Colts in the um, postseason if if they're passing and running the ball successfully. So this right here, I think, was a huge statement win, a signature win for the Indianapolis Colts. I I had to switch that up. Sky D, I appreciate you for bringing that to my attention. You need strong quarterback play, and I think Colts, Carson went stay healthy. I don't you've, you've done it before. You've you've led the Eagles to the promised land and then got hurt. Can you do it again? This is your time to prove to the world that you got it and you are that next level quarterback. But earlier today that he got placed on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. So going, that that could be a that could be a key a key element to this week's game going against the Raiders. Uh but you know, they won last week with a dude thrown for fifty seven yards. So there's a lot to this Colts team beyond quarterback play. And I don't trust him in the playoffs to put together a run necessary to go to go deep. He did he did have a good game last week, though. He this past week he did play well. This was the yeah. this was the game that we need to see him play against yes. a good Arizona team. And he yeah, showed up. So the A this 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 could be that. This could be what we need to see from Carson Wentz to make it happen. Eddie Cool, your answer. That's why I switched on the fly on top of that because we had the same answer. Mm-hmm. But I think you can emphasize your answer much better now. Eddie Cool, tell them what you got. All right. So, signature win would be the Cincinnati Bengals over the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I was at work when this game was being played. But after I got off work, I looked at my phone, the Bleach Report app, and it was like Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards and four touchdowns. I was like, oh, okay, against the Ravens, solid defense. Because you remember earlier this year, fellas, when we were together in Pittsburgh, we saw these same Bengals beat up these – it was the Bengals that beat up the Ravens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bengals yeah. beat the Ravens at their place when we were all together in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they, they beat they beat the brakes off of them. It was – what was the yeah. score? Like, what was it, 40 – they I beat them well, yeah. They beat them good, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and, and yeah. Go ahead and be live. I'll say all I know is that Joe Burrow has almost put up um, a stack, uh, almost a thousand yards against the Ra- the Ravens. So yeah, he he threw for four hundred some change in that game. Yeah, and, and he threw for five hundred twenty five. So um, there's a certain um defensive coordinator on the Ravens that might need to um <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> That might need the STFU. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Cool, could you? Uh, I want you to opine on that because you had you. It was your idea. I I love that. I just I brought the art to it. So so um, if you remember the last dance um, last year that kept us alive and going, um, something happened as to where somebody said, "Was it um, LeBrandon? What's that guy name? LeBrandon? I forgot what his name is. LeBrandon, whatever, right?" And so I think he said, "Good game, Mike." Yeah, and he said, good game, Mike. And he looked at LeBrandon like, good game. And Mike was like, I took that personal. And so the I took that personal from that has become a meme ever since. Well, you know, through our um, graphics design part of department, a.k.a. B-Live, and also <laughs> Reese Jenkins as well, too, B-Live decided to put a little uh, last dance twist on it. And he had the comment where Wink Martindale said, where he said what he said about, you know, hey, Joe Burrow was good, but let's not go ahead and give him a gold jacket quite yet. And B-Live took Joe Burrow's head, and it was like, I took that personally. 
Well, obviously he did. And the press conference was funny. And they was like, so was that was was that not in the back of your mind? And Joe, in a, in a coy manner, maybe. He admitted that. I know that was kind of yeah. cool. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, oh, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are you fooling, Joe? This man going to tell you, we're not going to, you're only in your second year, Joe. We're not going to give you a gold jacket yet. Tell you what, hold my national championship cigar. I got stuff to do. And, um, yeah, so that was not a good, that was a, that was a big win for the Bengals. I would say, I'll go ahead and say this. With the combination of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon, the NFC North has been, after Sunday, the Bengals have put the NFC North on notice. AFC North. That's why I said AFC North, right? AFC North or NFC? AFC. I thought you said NFC. I can't hear. Well, I'll do it again. The Ameri- <laughs> the the Northern Division of the American Football Conference. So he put the AFC North on notice. Like, hey, Joe Burrow ain't nothing to mess with. I mean, just a man. It's just, I I think with Cincinnati, everything's finally clicking. And they said, you know, Joe Burrow, he begged to get his college teammate there, and it worked out. Because we all said they need to get an offensive line. They need an offensive line, and then Joe Burrow is doing what he's doing with a so-so offensive line. But um. Now, Joe, you can get your offensive line, and if you have, once you have your fully functional offensive line, you got two thousand. Yeah, you get you already got two thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard running back, and you passed for like four thousand yards already. So yeah, so the Bengals definitely put the uh, AFC North on notice as they are at the top of the division. I want to say that's never happened in the NFL. It hasn't. No, I, I read the stat and it hasn't. For them to have two thousand yard receivers, a four thousand yard pass, and a thousand yard running back, the first time ever. And I'm gonna wow. throw, I'm gonna throw, and I'm gonna throw another caveat out there. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, all are twenty five years of age or younger. <laughs> Joe Burrow's twenty five, and that Joe Burrow is a young twenty five because mm-hmm. he was a what. Fifth year senior um, when he um, when he um, le- um, left college, so yeah. he's up, he, so he's only had what two years in the league. Mm-hmm. But he's twenty five. Joe Mixon Dixon mm-hmm. is um twenty five. Jamar Chase is twenty one, and T Higgins is twenty two years old. That could be dangerous for years to come. Future, future's bright and Cincy. Very oh, yeah. bright. Now go, but guys. Not- you know what? You know what we may have we may have glossed over what was. Like when the when the dust all settles in this season and we look back to this week, we may have missed the signature win of the week, and that was Buffalo going to New England. Yep. Because we've been talking all this stuff about New England, how good they are, they're back in back on track. And they went to Buffalo and beat them without even throwing the ball just three weeks ago. And it looked like all signs are pointing to the Patriots rolling into another division title. And the Bills went up there, and it was visible. You could see it. They had a chip on their shoulder. They were angry. They were going for it on fourth down no matter what. They weren't kicking. They were going. They were not going to come out of there without winning that game. And Josh Allen, I think, had his biggest game of the season. While the Chiefs are having their own signature win of beating, just busting up Pittsburgh, the Bills now look like the team that we talked about back in August. We said we think the Bills – have the best chance of anybody of, of dethroning Kansas City, and then they didn't really look like it all year. Well, this looked like they're ready to compete with the Chiefs for the best team in the AFC, I thought. 
don't be surprised if there is a third game between the Patriots and the Bills, and it will be good. Sign me up for it. I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. Absolutely. So we shall see, man. I, I'm, I got, you got now. You got me excited. I'm, I know, I'm, I'm pumped up now. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, these yeah. these next these next two weeks is going to be phenomenal to watch. I'm ready now, for the playoffs. I don't want the extra week. I'm ready. Sixteen game seasons enough. I'm I'm ready for the playoffs now. Yeah, I I understand that. <laughs> I definitely this, understand that. There, there's still a lot to iron out. This I know so much. a lot. Because. Because which conference is it where there's like seven spots up for grabs? Is it the NFC? Well, the, but, well, or the AFC, uh, right? Well, the thing I, about that, it is a lot, a lot of teams have already clinched in the NFC. The AFC, let me pull this up real quick. They're, they're right now, as it sits, between like 11 teams between, compete for the last between spot. Between yeah. third, third place, third and 11th place. There's one game. Separate. One game separate, right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's in third place at nine and six. The Raiders at eight and seven are in eleventh place. There's so much to iron out. There, there's no rest for the AFC. No. Nope. The NFC they can rest a little bit. AFC the only team that can rest in the AFC is Kansas City. They're, they're the only ones that can rest. They have clinched their division. They're, um, they're, they're, they really still can't rest because they're only one game ahead of the Titans for mm. that, um, for a home field advantage. But they, 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 they're comfortable. They're in. Tennessee still hasn't clinched yet. Mm. Like, they, no, so the Colts it, are breathing down their neck. Yeah, right. The division. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be melee. So speaking of that, speaking of that, um, what what about the losses? That it cool? Uh, yeah. Those into that next part right there. All right, I'll lead off on that one. The signature losses of this past week. Um, I'll say this. I was sitting here right here in my house in Northeast Ohio, and I was watching the game. The Cleveland Browns, with a close but devastating loss to the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to put it on gallery because I want everybody to see this. To the Green Bay Packers on Christmas Day. So, so dig this. Baker Mayfield throws now one. Not two, not three, but four interceptions, right? Yep. So, yeah, so I said to myself, and, and like Scotty D, like we had a, a little pre-production meeting, you know, there was one of those interceptions where it's like, you know, that wouldn't happen. If one thing would have happened, then the interception wouldn't happen. So I went and looked at the stats after the game because I'm over here like, what the hell's going on? And one stat stood out that I saw during the game. The Cleveland Browns had 219 yards on the ground rushing. The Green Bay Packers had 101 yards on the ground rushing. The Packers had 5.4 yards per carry. And the Cleveland Browns had a staggering 8.8 yards per carry on the ground. Every time I was watching the TV and saw a running play, the Packers run defense, they're on their heels. Yeah. They had them. They had them backpedaling. They had them backpedaling. Couldn't do nothing. The um the interior linemen, defensive linemen, um the defensive end, the linebackers. They couldn't do. They couldn't. They could. They had no answer for the run game. And why Stefanski didn't put the pedal to the metal and keep after that second interception? I'd be like, you know what? We look pretty good on the ground. Let's 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 mash it. You know, let's mash the gas 
until they figure out how to beat it. Because that's how it is in football. You know, impose your will on somebody until they can find, until they can challenge them to stop you. And Green Bay could not stop the run all night. And I'm telling you what, if Green Bay wants to advance in the playoffs, they got to fix that run defense. Because there's no way in the world that you can let the Cleveland Browns run up and down you the way they did and still mm-hmm. win the game. But then you had, then you got Baker Claus over there giving out gifts. So um, good win for uh, Packers, just a horrible Horrible loss for the Browns. And now the Browns sit in last place in their own division. Scotty D, what you got? Let me let me throw some out real quick. This is the reason why I have is, this is the closest is, thing is, to is, red. I'm about to say, is that a challenge flag? <laughs> Take us back to 2019, because that last interception he threw, man, if that wasn't pass interference at its finest, mm. he tugged the mess out of him. It he tugged the guy so hard. That he was able to propel himself into the pass. Right. Yes. That's how yeah. bad, that was how bad it was. I'd have thrown the I'd have thrown the challenge flag. I know it was under two minutes. I'd have thrown it out of principle. I'd have taken the fine, <laughs> the penalty, all of it. Because I'd have got my point across. You'd have kicked me out of that game. I'd, I'd have had my clipboard in my shoes. Oh my God, that was cool. <laughs> because because how how long are we how often do we complain? that the referees are got to be involved. They just throw flag after flag after flag. And here's an obvious one, and you don't throw the flag. Yeah. I'd have I thrown my clipboard. I'd have thrown the clipboard, <laughs> my play sheet, my, my shirt. Have, just, just, I'd been standing there in my boxer shorts like Ric Flair. They'd have they, so, they, they, they they kicked, they, they kicked me out the game. I promise you they'd have kicked me out the game. They, they, I'd have been like, y'all going I, I, to be talking about this play for the next, in, in the, in the um, what's it, the, um, not the team meetings, but the end of the year meetings. Yeah, I'll be talking about this at the end of the year because I would have acted a plum putee fool. Yeah, a plum putee. I want to go real country with this plum putee fool. If I'd have been, oh my god, if I'd have been Stefanski, hey, hey, be like you're on a roll. What's your what's your answer to this question? Since you're on a roll here, this one right here. This one, oh my goodness. My signature loss is the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Houston Texans. You have a chance right here to solidify your position in the playoff hunt against a lowly Houston Texans team that really hadn't got much going on for themselves, fighting for the number one pick. Um, for next year's draft, which they clearly do not want, Mm-mm. but hey, they got they got pride. They got pride. I'm just I'm over here just like, but come on, this right here took what could have been. They I mean easily solidified their position, would have put them at um, nine and six, but now they're sitting at eight and seven, and now they're in the thick of this mess, and they need some things to happen. They needed that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the game they needed to win because this is the easy one. This is the easy game for them. But now they're sitting, right now, the Chargers are sitting, one, two, three, four, six, seven. They're sitting in ninth place on the outside looking in at eight and seven as opposed to nine and six. Uh, You know you're not winning your division, but you would have had had, um, a better position when it comes to uh, making the playoffs. Now you got the Broncos. Now you got the Raiders. The Raiders have a lot to fight for right now. 
So it, it, it and the Broncos defense ain't nothing to laugh at. So you it's not gonna be easy for you at all. And so we shall see this game you should have won. Now you're gonna be fighting for your playoff life. And shoot. Broncos still fighting in there. They're, they're seven and eight. They win against y'all and they're up, they're up there. So this is the game you were supposed to win, and you did not. Justin Herbert, you're the starter in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Over Patrick Mahomes. He's the starter. Yeah. This was the game that he needed to win. Oh my goodness. This 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 one's gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt big. This one's going to hurt big. This is gonna be very hard to come. Hey, suit up. Let's get it. Hey, you, but you now need help. You you could have um you could have wrote your own ticket, but now you need help. You need other teams to lose. So, Whew. well, having said that, the way you describe that actually kind of brings me to my team that I'm going to pick for the their signature last week, and that is the Cardinals because they just dropped three in a row with a game coming up in Dallas. Now I know the the Colts are. Uh, you know, very formidable team now, but that's, I mean, you're going to have to beat good teams this time of year. And the Cardinals had a golden opportunity to, to get back on track after losing two in a row. And now they are also not in control of their destiny because they have a fifth loss, whereas the Rams only have four. So they need help. They need the Rams to lose ahead of them really twice because they, and they actually had, had beaten the Rams on their field earlier in the year. So they had that advantage. They were what at one point, like eight and one or something like that. Nine yep. and one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that in the, the second game against the Rams coming up at their own place, and they lost that one. And you know, they are definitely trending in the wrong direction. Now having lost, like I said, three in a row and playing at Dallas this coming week, man, they, <laughs> You know, you wanted to have that number one seed overall. Now they're fighting in the wild card scenario. So that that was that one I think was very very painful for the Cardinals to to drop that home game. And Kyler Murray, he's he's he looks like he's running for his life back there. He just doesn't have that confident look that he had earlier in the season. Here's in um that that is a very good answer, Scotty D. And I'm gonna throw exactly why the difference between Arizona winning and losing that game is if Arizona wins that game season ended today, Arizona will be playing a home game and the 49ers would be traveling to them. With them losing, they have lost control of the division. The Rams are now ahead in the division. And so Arizona would have to go on the road all the way to the East Coast to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That is a huge difference. It's a big ask. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> two thousand yard, uh, two thousand mile difference. Home yeah. versus away difference, huge. Then who you're playing? The 49ers with Jimmy G, yeah. or the reigning, defending Super Bowl <laughs> champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, that yeah, huge implicate. Man, oh, oh, I, I, oh, we could talk forever. Eddie Cool, yep. Amtrak me, Amtrak me, man. This is <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. So uh, the WTF game of the week, I'm going to say it was Scotty D's. Well, actually, no, I'm going to say my WTF game was the Colts and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, you have a chance to seize, you know, number one seeding, the importance, get a home field game, something. 
and then you go um, and then you lose at home to the Colts. Now, the Colts are on fire. The Colts are trending. Another team in the AFC is trending are the Miami Dolphins. Yes, winners of seven straight. They now bring their record to eight and seven Miami Dolphins. But for the uh, for the Colts, I mean, for the Cardinals, that was a must-win game. That was a must-win game. It takes a little pressure off. It, it'll If they would have won, it would have made Green Bay uncomfortable. It would have made the Rams uncomfortable. And it would have had, you know, it, the, the implication would have been a little bit more. So, um, yeah, my WTF game was the Colts and the Cardinals because the Cardinals did not do themselves any favors. Scotty D, what you got? I, you know, I'm, let me. I want to. I don't want to step on B Live's toes here. I want to let him to go first in this because I was actually kind of thinking along the lines of the game he already mentioned, mm -hmm. which was a chart. The Chargers losing to Houston. You're like, that's a WTF moment. What, what, what were What were you going to say on this one, B Live? My WTF game we mentioned before was the Patriots versus the Bills. Mm. Like, oh, which, really? Which, hmm. yeah, okay. which, which version of the Patriots and which version of the Bills are we going to get? Like, like, it's one of those things. Josh Allen played in that game like there was no tomorrow. Like, that's the Josh Allen we've been waiting to see all year long. And then the Patriots um, is... Um, Matt Jones was a rookie that game. I he think, looked it, yeah. Yeah, he looked, and that put a lot of doubt in people's minds when it comes to Kent, because we, we were putting the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Crowning them. A couple, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Crowning them. now we're over here like, because uh, now they've lost control of the division. If the season yep. ended today, the Bills yep. would win the division. And the Patriots would be um, number six, which would mean they would travel to Cincinnati if the season ended today, or they would have a home game and the Colts would travel to New England. Which, I mean, right now, again, the AFC, nobody's really rising to the top outside of Kansas City. Kansas City is dangerous, period, right yeah. now. But it's one of those things. Every little bit of difference, you need to win those games. That the games that got because if I think the Patriots win this game, they win. The, they I think they clinched. No, they don't clinch the division. They're, they're mm. game ahead. Yeah. But the, the, but Buffalo, they would need to lose twice for Buffalo to win the division. But now Buffalo has the tiebreaker, and now they 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 are they don't write their own destiny. Right. So yeah. that was my WG like. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, and maybe they needed to run the ball a little bit more because putting the ball in Mac Jones' hands is a little too much. Uh. A, little, a little too much, a little too much. Yeah. Scotty, what was your WTF game? Well, let me throw something out. I was thinking a couple different directions. One was the Steelers just absolutely laying an egg against the Chiefs because if, if even if the Steelers now would luck into the playoffs, we know that they can't compete no. with other good teams. They, they just didn't look like they belonged on the same field. But there was an, another game that really has no meaning whatsoever to the race. But how in the world is are the Seahawks going to let Nick Foles and Chicago come and beat them in their place? It looks like changes are going to need to be made in Seattle. Big time. Probably with Pete Carroll, probably with Russell Wilson. That team looks like they're ready for a start of the, to lose to the, to the Bears on their third quarterback. I mean, I know the guy won the MVP of the Super Bowl a few years ago, but we don't think Nick Foles is that good, obviously, because he's – it took him 16 weeks to get a start. Yeah. And then he comes in there and, and they were able to beat the Seahawks. So the, 
that was, like I said, kind of a minor, meaningless game. But in Seattle, you got to think that things are a little not not looking so good. You lost to the Bears. You lost to the low, yeah. the lowly Bears. You lost to the lowly Bears. Um, all right, moving right along to the final uh, portion of the segment, we got the most important game of the week: um, Browns and the Steelers. Because this is this might possibly be the last time we see Big Ben. And the Browns, this might be the last time we possibly see Baker Mayfield. So, um, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be, will Big Ben light that ass up one more time or will Baker pull out and try to save his job? So it'll be interesting to see. Scotty D, important game of the week. What you got? Interesting that you put it that way because this, now that I'm thinking about Big Ben being his last home game against Cleveland, he might light him up. But I actually think the Browns, because there's not a, whole lot of quarterback options. I think they're going to pick up that option on Baker. I don't think they're going to give him a new deal, but I think they're going to, I think he'll be a Brown again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I got, I got to say the Cowboys and, and the Cardinals, because this is, you know, the Cowboys need that need. They need to stay in line. They don't want to slip down to a number four seed or three seed or four. They don't want to get sloppy or coming off of the, this emotional win of, yeah, we're back. They don't want to get sloppy and lose to an Arizona team who really, really needs a win because the Cowboys don't want to slip to four because if they win that first playoff game, then they'd have to go to green Bay in the second, the second round of the playoffs. And they don't, don't want to do that. So you okay. want to get as high. You want to avoid going to Lambeau as long as possible. And hope somebody else takes care of that for you and not upsets them. But so the Cowboys need to maintain their seed. So that 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 game, and and keeping an eye on the on the Rams as well. We need the Rams to to keep winning. To keep the, there's a lot of tie break situation there. Yeah. I'm not going to get into all that. Go ahead, go ahead, you guys. Go ahead, be left. Who you got, be left? My game clear as day. My clear as day. Kansas City versus Cincinnati. There's yeah. huge implications. Yep. Cincinnati is still in the thick of things of clinching that division, and this is the game right here. Can they make a push? In and Kansas City, is, right? And um, no, it's in, it's in Cincinnati. Ooh, the jungle! They got go to the jungle. Make, oh, yeah. okay. I thought, it's, I thought it's, this was. It's in Cincinnati. Oh, so this okay. Is, That's yeah. This yeah. Is, they need they need this game right here. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They do need this game. They need to win it. And this is also would be that big statement. Can they make that push into the playoffs? So this is their big test. Can they do it? Let's get it. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let's start the playoffs tonight. Let's start of the night. Let's start of the night. All right, that's it for our NFL section of the show. Coming up next, our favorite sports tw- sports stories of 2021. Sports Bros Podcast, coming back at you, the Wednesday edition. Yes, this is the last Sports Bros Podcast show of... 2021 no not ever just the last of 2021 as we go into 2022 but during 2021 they provided a lot of great moments in the world of sports a lot of great sports stories so we're here at sports Bowls podcast we want to look back at the year that was in 2021 by sharing our favorite sports stories of that year all right and so with that being said scotty d favorite sports story of 2021 well, I'm just going to dive right into the big picture of the world of golf because some significant thing happened happened in golf and the United States winning the Ryder Cup 19 to 9, one of the biggest if not I think it may have been the biggest deficit ever for the United States to to win, biggest margin of victory. Uh Xander Schauffele won Olympic gold uh during the Olympics, another American victory. Very big story, Phil Mickelson at age 50 he held off Louis Oosthuizen and Brooks Kepka to win the PGA championship done a 
Kiwa Island, South Kakalaki. That was uh, that was a moment we we all three we loved that watching wow. Phil win that. But going back to February, the the story with that that shook us was Tiger Woods getting in that accident. I think it was the week after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was on, on his way to to sh- to do some kind of shoot, and uh, I think for the Golf Channel or, or some kind of, some kind of special special shoot and. We know the story. He, he was speeding, went down the hill and basically destroyed his leg. Didn't even know if they were going to salvage the leg. I remember when I first heard it, he got in this really bad accident. Like, is he alive? You know, that's the first thing we're thinking. But it really I, I, I felt like when this happened, it kind of slammed the door shut on Tiger's competitive career. Because, you know, we thought this a long time ago. How many times have we seen Tiger Woods make a comeback? Time and again, he's come back from the back surgeries, the back injuries, the you know, the bad situation he's had, he had like the, the, he got pulled on, you know, they found him on the side of the road on prescription medication, you know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of things that have happened in Tiger Woods career. And then a couple of years ago, he comes back and he wins the masters. He won a major. And we thought, man, that might never happen again. Is Tiger really back? And, and you know, he showed some signs. He showed some flashes of being able to do, it, but having a hard time to be able to sustain, over a four-day weekend of playing competitive golf and winning at the highest level. And when this happened, it pretty much, I think, slammed the door shut. And he has all but said that. In an interview at the beginning of December, he was saying, you know, I, you know I, I'm going to be playing like hit and giggle kind of golf. And then he went out and played around with his son and his father-son tournament just last weekend, which was wonderful because mm-hmm. no matter how Tiger is involved with golf, it's good for the game of golf to have him back around. But the fact that that, you know – the damage done to his leg, combined with the, the the series of back injuries and surgeries through the years, I just don't think Tiger Woods will ever play winning golf. You know, maybe he enters a small tournament or something. I, I don't know. I don't know that. But it just felt like when that story happened, it was very huge to the greatest career that we've seen modern day since, you know, the, the Jack Nicholas days. So that was a – I thought that was a story that – <laughs> You know, just when we thought what maybe that wasn't over for Tiger, I think that kind of put the put the stamp on it. But interesting year of golf. You know, you had the Kepka and Deshambo thing going on, and you know, uh, you, you know, no British Open because of the COVID. But you know, fans back on the courses this year, so it was a, a good year of golf for some of the other previous things I stated. That was one of my most important stories of the year. How about you, Be Live? Man, I I loved golf this year. By the way, loved oh, yeah. it very like. It's one of those things with the absence of Tiger Woods, picking up like the pick, picking up the slack was uh, Brooks, um, um, Brooks Kepka, Bryce and DeChambeau. They're off again, on again, more more on again feud, <laughs> off again during the Ryder Cup. But they, then they had the um, the match against each other. Phil Mickelson yeah. winning, um, winning was it the U.S. Open at the PGA Championship? PGA Championship. Yeah. Sorry about that. But yeah, that was just yeah. Golf, love it. Look at it. I'm I'm excited for 2022. Um, my story had a different trajectory altogether. In late May, one of our up and rising stars was arrested um, for domestic violence and never returned. One of our um, one of our top pitchers tore his Achilles tendon in late June, never returned. And our superstar that was in the MVP talks um, tore his ACL in July 10th. 
everything was headed in the wrong direction for my beloved Atlanta Braves. And I speak of Marcelo Zuna, Mike Soroka, and Ronald Acuna Jr. We were, we were, we were in the wrong direction. At the end of July, we were five games out of um, the division, and we were two games under 500. Like it was just, it was, it was just not looking good. And then our general manager, and I have to, I'm gonna try to pronounce his name, Alex Anthopoulos. Anthopoulos. I'm, I'm that's a, I hope so. Um, yeah, Works for me. <laughs> All he did was pick up the likes of Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall. I know that I pronounced wrong, but I just like the way they pronounced it in Jacksonville. But um, they put, I picked up Jock Peterson, or as he's now known as Jocktober with the Pearls, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler. He Eddie, Eddie, solar power. My bad, I just had to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> and Austin Riley comes back in pure form, and all the Braves do is come back from behind, take over the division underdogs through and through the entire postseason and all they do is win the world series their first world series championship in 26 years my goodness fear the chop i got my mask man oh man i love it i love it and i'm excited for 2022 and all i gotta say to anthopolis Sign Freddie Freeman. Pay the man. He deserves it. Freddie Who did they beat in the World Series? <laughs> the trash can banging <laughs> bandits themselves. The uh, trash Houston, can bandits. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. And it is the Atlanta Braves. Fear to chop. Chop on. 48. Yes, sir. Was it um, four games to one? Is that how that ended up in the World Series? Four to two. 42. Um, and speaking of baseball, um, this past season, we had not one 100-game winner, but two 100-game winners in the same division over in the National League West. And that was quite impressive. And I was like, who is going to cancel out who? Because it had to happen. And Scotty D's still not a fan of that, but I don't care because <laughs> my Braves won it all. <laughs> yep. All right, move, I guess it's my turn. And the one of my favorite sports stories of 2021 is Giannis um leads the Milwaukee Bucks to their to the NBA Finals and win their first title in 50 years since 1971. Yep, since wow. 1971. And um, Giannis was is a player that was on his way up. He was an MVP the previous season, and he, now at the point he's a two-time MVP. Defensive player of the year. The only thing that was missing was a chip. Was a chip. Yep. Even even though Kevin Durant's foot was what um, an inch and a half away, <laughs> um, it was yeah. yeah yeah was not too far away from it being a whole different story. And shout out to Kevin Durant for his epic performance in the playoffs as well too. That cannot go uh, unnoticed. And um, I will say this: I thought the bubble playoffs were fun to watch. This year's playoffs was very fun to watch because we had we had two teams we did not expect in the finals in Milwaukee and Phoenix. 
Yep. Phoenix went on an amazing run. They went on a tear. They really pushed. They really pushed. You know, a lot of teams to the limit, and and they finally got a chance to go to the finals for the first time in damn near about twenty eight years. If I'm if my math serves me correct, um, and the Bucks wanted more, man. And Giannis he sealed the deal with a fifty burger in the deciding game of the NBA Finals, and the Phoenix Suns did not go away. Uh, without a fight so um yeah that's one of my favorite sports stories of the year Giannis leading the Bucks to the finals and winning it for the first time in 50 years and then they had some members from the um from the 1971 championship team there as well too and that was great to see that and it was great for them to see that all in all it was a great day for the sport of basketball likable kid Giannis is I, I, I was I think we were all kind of happy for him whenever whenever he won that thing very very much so absolutely and I need that little girl at um, Chick-fil-A to understand who she was talking to. <laughs> yeah. This this guy wants 50 nuggets. I do not understand. Somebody would be like, girl, that is Giannis and Tittacumpo. Do you know who that is? He just bought a chip to the city. You give him 50 nuggets if you want 50 nuggets and don't charge him. <laughs> right. And, and don't charge him. All right. So that was it for our favorite sports stories of 2021. And as I mentioned earlier, today is Wednesday, and for the first time in a long time, we have what happened, pause, Wednesday, featuring the almighty B-Live. B-Live, what's on your mind on this edition of What Happened Wednesday? Ah, man, I wish I had my camel right now because it is hump day, yeah. Just let everybody know we were recording on Tuesday, but it's coming out on Wednesday. But I had to do that anyway because it's been a long time. I should have left you without no beat step two. It is a special edition, year-end edition of What Happened Wednesday. And I, I, I'm going to tell you something real quick. This this right here blows my mind. I'm sick of it. Scotty D, I, 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 I get it now. I get why college football pisses you off. Yeah, but 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 we're gonna mix some Scott's thoughts in on what you, I do. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because yes. you bring it. Because I'm 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 just as upset with you right now. Because let, let's let's talk about this real quick. It's it's it's, it's all over it. the place. It's all over the place right now. But let's I'm gonna send. Hey hey, let's 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 put it on gallery view so we can see. So yeah. everybody can see everything. Give me one second. Oh, all right, well, there we absolutely. go. So yeah. So here's the thing. It's it happens. And a lot of the, a lot of bowl games come in. Some of the bowl games, you know, they're meaningless. Like they don't they don't even make any sense. There, there, there's a bowl game that's named after Jimmy Kimmel. Like I, I kid you not. Like, really? I, yeah. I, it's, the Jimmy, I think it's called the L.A. Um, Jimmy Kimmel presents the L.A. Bowl. What? I kid you not. So we we know some of these bowl games are. Re- Ridiculous. No, I'm not playing in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. I got NFL aspirations. But this one takes the cake. The, the players do opt out. They're like, you know what? For my health, et cetera, et cetera. Don't, what am I risking injury for? The really, game doesn't really mean that much. But this one, this one takes the cake. This bowl game has, has history significance this dates all the way back to 1890 and is considered the granddaddy of them all and that is 
the Rose Bowl, the Tournament of Roses. This is the game. This is if you like, I'm I'm I've I've grown up ACC. I'm grown up in the South, so it's not that much of a deal to me. But when it comes to the Midwest, Midwest, the Big Ten, and the West Coast, the Pac-12, those conferences, those conference champions meeting against each other in the Rose Bowl, it was a is any college player's dream to make it to this game until now. Because of the college football playoff, there's a little less significance. And so now the Rose Bowl is no longer features the champion of the Big Ten and the champion of the Pac-12. It features, uh, well, it fe- it's supposed to feature them, but if the one of the champions makes it to the playoff, it goes to the next best and who they uh, figure is our next best, whoever will generate the most money. True. And so this year, it's the Utah Utes. The Utah Utes did win the Pac-12. They didn't make the playoff. Um, and against the <laughs> Ohio State University Buckeyes, which um, they weren't the runner-ups, but of course, they, they I mean, name, et cetera, et cetera, they were slated to uh, make more money. Not only did they not sell out their tickets, by the way, they had to return like over 8,000 tickets that were allotted to their university. Ooh. But now they're not even putting their best product on the field because four of their players, top players, have said, eh, eh, the Rose Bowl isn't that important to me. What? What? And so just two prominent names that decided they're like, eh, NFL's for me. I'm done with um, college football. Goodbye to the likes of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, two of the top wide receivers in all of college football. Both of them will be first-rounders. Easily could be top 10, top 15 pickups. Like, they're, they're going to they're, 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 they're be just fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's this is the Rose Bowl, I could understand it. I could understand it. That if you got it um, invited to the Cheez It Bowl, <laughs> yes, I'm hurt. But the Cheez It Bowl is on this, on this Wednesday as this rolls out at 5:45 against Iowa State. Yeah, boys, I bleed orange all that. Boy, you see, that's why I'm wearing the jersey because I'm ready to hit the field right now. Let's get, let's go. White cheddar cheeses are the bomb. But go ahead, be live. I can understand that those are, they really are. They really are. Better. Yes, Lord. I'm not even gonna lie to you. They are much better, but Woo. I'm 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 all I'm all orange. You know how I do things, but yeah, but you know who's not opting out of um the um, bowl game of the Cheez Bowl? Not one Clemson player. The ones that hit the transfer portal, they they didn't want to be on the team anyway. But the players that are there, including a first round draft pick, Andrew Booth Jr., he said, "I'm I'm suiting up. I'm playing." And this is the Cheez Bowl, but these guys won't play for the Rose Bowl. Culture, baby. Clemson gonna be fine. We lost our we lost our. Defense coordinator lost our offense coordinator, lost our athletic director. We're gonna be fine because of the culture, because of this right here. But yeah, all, all roads lead to Dabo. All roads lead to Dabo. But I was wondering, is- I'm over here like any man. <laughs> I do appreciate appreciate bringing that hashtag out because you know that I, I I get I get um I get passionate at times. I'm, I may lose my mind every now and again. But Scotty D, this is your opportunity. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the mic to you. This is your time to express your disdain for th- th- this particular story and any particular story that comes to college football in the bowl season. 
The floor is yours. Uh, I'm, I'm frustrated. First of all, and you brought up the transfer portal, which is basically turning into college free agency. That's this thing is making things a, a, a mess. But for years and years and years, my whole life, I've always said I I think college football is dumb the way they end the season because they were voting on two teams to play for a championship. And everybody else played in a bowl game. That meant nothing. I said, well, who cares if you win any of these bowl games? Who, who cares? What, they don't mean anything. And now my who cares is going down to the, to the student athletes. They don't care. And why should they care what the coaches don't care? The coaches aren't even sticking around for their own bowl games. They're going to other college teams. It's not even like they're taking NFL jobs. They're going to other college teams and not coaching the team that they brought. So they're not fulfilling their commitment to the guys they recruit by getting them to this bowl game. And then the players are like, well, I don't want to be like Jalen Smith who ripped his knee up, you know, playing for Notre Dame in his last game and slipped from the first round down a couple of rounds. The Cowboys ended up drafting him in the second round anyway, and he sat for a year or two. I get it. I get that. But it doesn't make it – I mean, I get why they don't want to play. I get why they're afraid to play. But that doesn't make it good for me as a fan. I'm going to watch – Pitt have, coming off the most successful season they've had in years, go to the Peach Bowl without their Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, and they're playing Michigan State, whose star player running back is also not playing. We're not really watching the teams that we've been watching all year. This is, no. And I feel like it's trending to the point that eventually what we're going to see is a trend of these kids that are going to come out as freshmen and establish themselves as star players and sitting out their whole sophomore year to go to the draft, let alone sit a bowl game. They're going to sit start sitting entire seasons because they don't want to get hurt. And football is a violent sport. It's a sport you get hurt in. So the, the kids that are going to play it out, your, your cheese it kids, I admire that for them sticking through it and not jumping on the trend of, of jumping out. Because when I heard Kenny Pickett say he was going to talk it over with his family, whether he's going to play in that bowl game, I said, that dude ain't playing. He ain't playing. Write it down. Yeah. He is not going to play. He is his mind is made up. He's dragging it out and giving us some kind of hope and letting us down easy. But I knew that that kid wasn't going to be playing in that bowl game. So that's just an aggravating part of college football that I don't know that you can really do anything about. I mean, you're, you're not going to eliminate the bowls because, well, unless COVID does it, which yeah. is another that, you know, disturbing trend that, you know, teams are just canceling their bowl games altogether. That's not something that can be controlled. That's just, you know, that's, part of this pandemic life that we're in right yeah. now, which unfortunately we're not through yet, but I, 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 it's, it's hard as a fan to, to get to this point where you root for your team all year long. And then you get to the end of the season and you don't even get to watch your, your team fulfill their bowl because really right now, outside of the playoff, these other games really don't matter. Just like I've always said, because if, if this, if, if Kenny Pickett was playing for a playoff game, he probably would play. You know, you think you're still going to try to play, you know, play your way to a championship. But if we expand the playoffs, like we've arguing back and forth, are there still going to be kids that are going to say, that's not worth my risk either. I'm not going to play in the playoff game because the scouts are looking at me. I don't know. It's just it's 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 a tough pill to swallow with college football. And I don't know that's something that can really be fixed. As far as the coaches, maybe I think you maybe should set a league year like in other major sports and say, look, mm. you cannot go from Oklahoma to USC until the bowl games are played. And then a week after is whenever the next league year starts. I think something I like would, it for coach, yeah. coaches could be done, but I, I don't know if you can do anything with the players. I was literally about to say that. that And me and you, for once in this college um, atmosphere, are on the same page at the end of 2021. <laughs> this 
I agree with you 1,000%. (laughs) And I'm going to say this. You should not be able to recruit for your future school until you have fulfilled your obligation at the school that you're at. I honestly believe this is what this is the way it should be. You set the press. This is college. Now, pro, you can do whatever the heck you want to. You can fire without calls, with calls, or whatever. Terminate contract, whatever. This kick college, a kick a Lambo. Yeah, no, the, the, the boy. Who see? Hey, oh boy. I am good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, kick a Lambo. <laughs> But um, you ain't kicking a hundred thousand dollar cars. But yeah, my Scott, you made a very, very, very valid point about that. You should there. You can't trade players after such 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 time in pros. There's a port, portion of time where you can't come communicate with players during free agency. Mm-hmm. So why are you allowed to leave the school that you're at? And start recruiting for a new school before the years even out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, got I don't like that. I think I think the signing period should change. I think it like this whole early signing period should change. You should not be able to recruit like again for another school. You can recruit for your own school within that year, the visits and everything with that whatever. But no, it, you're absolutely right. There's no, there's absolutely no incentive. Um, Lincoln Riley is already recruiting for um, um, Southern Cal right now. Like, Brian, um, like I, I don't, I don't understand it. They, yeah, and the kids he recruited are preparing for a game, yeah. right? And they're like, "Watch, this. okay, well, just go ahead, do your own thing." I don't really feel like playing anymore either, like because the the sense of pride is no longer there. And you would the, the thing about it is, I understood the Gasparilla Bowl. And nobody really wanting to go there. I I can I can understand, and I can understand the Sports Bros podcast Myrtle Beach Bowl not really wanting to go there. Myrtle Beach is really <laughs> nice, but the Sports Bros podcast Myrtle Beach Bowl is a premier bowl <laughs> in the bowl system. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but, right. damn right is who don't <laughs> who don't want a free vacation to Myrtle Beach? Who don't? Yeah, who doesn't want a free and, vacation? And that's what happened. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's with, with college football. Is that the point as to where it's like, okay, the coaches, uh, okay, well, I'm done by. And like you said, there, there has to be like some rules in the NFL as to where like you can't begin your free agents discussion until this time. You can't begin contract negotiation until this time. Um, that ha- I think that has to be. Um, implemented into college football as well too because it's at the point Scotty D it's like the wild wild west yeah yeah the transfer portal is wild west I mean it's the whole thing's kind of a mess but. yeah it's it's like um it's, it's like the dog on wild wild west and I'm kind of like okay just as you guys stated where's the pride like we've like we've been having what training camp ever since I mean some schools they have training camps in like what February, March, you got your spring workouts. And then after that you have like, you know, your black and garnet game or what is the um what's what's the what's the pit um college game? Was it blue blue and gold or blue and yellow or something like that? I'm sure it's something to that effect, yeah. Yeah, and, and just like, you know, Clemson they have their orange and purple game and you work that hard to get to either playing for a national championship or get invited to the bowl game and all of a sudden I don't wanna play. 
I understand some of the, you know, the the, the top tier potential draft picks say, hey, like you said about Jalen Smith, he tore his damn knee up and hadn't been the same since. But the fact of the matter is like, look, if I work this hard, I'm a transfer, but I'm gonna play in this bowl game first. Or we work this hard, I'm gonna finish coaching y'all the rest of the way out. I'm gonna fulfill. I, I'm a I'm a kind of person. I always believe about fulfilling your obligation. F fulfilling your obligation. When you when you got this recruit, she's like, you know what? Um, I got you here because I'm gonna invest four years with you, five years with you, and we are gonna do this, this, and this. I but, Eddie, I, but Eddie, that 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 whenever you say that stuff to a student athlete who has a chance to go into the NFL. They also say, my obligation first is my family. And if I can if I can hit hit a big contract and take care of them, I'm not gonna risk it. So it's it's yeah. I mean, there's there's two sides to it. It's just an unsolvable problem when it comes to the athlete side of it. So yeah. the coaches, different story, but you know, yeah. it is what it is with college football. Yeah, I I I I yeah, with the coaches, yeah, the kids, I mean, with with the kids, I get it. Cause like you said, you do know you have the chance to make X amount millions of dollars. Not not this NIL message you was getting, and even before NIL, not you know, not you know, you you go from eating ramen noodles and barely getting into Joe's Crab Shack and barely eating cheesecake and can't nobody give you nothing because it's a part of the NCAA violations. To if I get if I'm that good, I can get a contract. How much is the contract? Because think about it. A lot of kids are seeing Patrick Mahomes making how much be live? $500 million. $503 million. I forget it was $147 million guaranteed. Just ridiculous amount of money. And, let me, let, and I caught the um, um, back end of it. Had some technical difficulties. But at... Let's put it this way. Transfer portal during the season shouldn't happen. Oh. Coaches leaving during the middle of the season shouldn't happen. No. Not until the end of the bowl season. Recruiting outside of your own school and not until the end of the bowl season. Signing um, signing day for schools should be after the bowl season. That, that, that's got to change. I think the only reason why you have the early signing period is because you have early enrollees that enroll the spring semester. Which, at the end of the day, I don't. Again, that should you, uh, at the end of the day, fulfill your obligations. Fulfill yeah. them. Finish the season out. Even like if you, in, if, if one concession, if you have to make this concession that you can't fire a coach until the end of the season, then that's one concession I'm willing to make. If yeah. if you are able to keep the coaches there for the entirety of the season, so you're not jeopardizing the validity of the season of the game, make bowl games matter, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I I, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. The Rose Bowl is still something. There's a lot of kids out there that have a lot to fight for. The only upside is that there's going to be um few kids that wouldn't have played in the game that now get to play in the game. That's really the only, only good little um, bright side of this situation is that some kids that th this is the, this is the beginning of their next season, but it shouldn't be that way. No, nope. it shouldn't be that way. Yep. So let's see. We had what what bowl games did we had. We had the 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 Orida Potato Bowl, and then we got the Duke Mayonnaise Bowl coming up. 
Yeah, just think about. I don't. I don't want. I don't watch this. I don't watch. Them. I mean, uh, what, what what was another one? The 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 San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia. But cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Anybody got time to be mentioning that long ass name for no bowl game? And it probably ain't gonna be good. <laughs> probably not gonna be good. But fellas, I know what else is good. I know what's gonna be good. Ooh, what? Mm-hmm. For the what last time. time for the last time in 2021, it is time once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. And for the final time in 2021. Hey yo button. Hey yo button. <laughs> Hit it. Choices of the voices coming right at ya. And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices, for the final time in 2021. You know how we do it. Scotty D asked the question. Y'all answer the question. We talk about it. We pick at you. But it's all in good, clean fun. The Choices of the Voices. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's the topic for this week's Choices of the Voices? Before before I read the topic, cameraman, zoom in on me. Zoom in on my face. <laughs> oh, actually, here I guess I got this. Oh wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, uh, you about to let me put you on speaker. Go ahead. So, some of you out there, you need to make a New Year's resolution that when you participate in the choices of the voices, you read the question and then answer it instead of just making your own stuff up as you go along. Okay, so <laughs> here we go with this week's our final question of the year. And we'll elaborate some of that a little bit more in a little bit. Um, if you could pick any player from your favorite team in the past to be on the current edition of your team to help you get into a playoff push, into a championship run, who would you pick? That's right. Somebody from your favorite team from the past to now help you this year in our playoff push. Okay. Scotty, hey, cool. Scotty, <laughs> was... repeat that one more Time. If you could pick a player from your favorite team from years past, one one player, and bring him onto the team this year to help you with this year's current playoff run, or just to get into the playoffs championship run, who would you pick? Eddie Cole. We had some very interesting answers. Actually, we had a lot of really good answers here. I, I was, I was, I'm overall impressed with most of the answers. Yeah. So, what do we get there, Eddie Cole? Let's get into it, shall we? We got the Hall of Famer himself, Uncle Max. Happy birthday, buddy. He says, hey, Uncle Max, happy birthday. Yep. He says, uh, we got to gloss right over that like that. Be live. Uncle Max. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 um, we, we, we were going to behave. Yeah. We're okay. going we, we gonna hey. to read the only, only thing I did was say his name, Scott. Like, happy <laughs> birthday, young man. Happy birthday to you, Uncle Max, the Hall of Famer. The we first inductee in the Sports Bros Podcast <laughs> Hall of Fame. All right. Wonderful person, great spirit, great soul. All right, Uncle Max says the Packers really need help on kickoff and punt returns, so I would have to go with Desmond Howard. That's a great answer. I like it. Very good Lord, answer. Because Lord knows they need on special teams. The man himself. <laughs> Super David, Bowl MVP. Yes. David Romito said Warren Sapp or Derek Brooks would be a nice addition. Yeah, he 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 actually did like uh he was a, a Buccaneer fan. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice to have one of those two back to the to the Bucks. That would be that would be nasty. They already have a really stout defensive line. That would be yeah. back that'd to be, the Super Bowl. That's what that says. Jesus, that'd be that'd be yeah. un, almost unstoppable. Yeah, 
<laughs> good Literally. lord. That good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Terrible. Pete Talansky. Pete, I'm so sorry about your Giants, buddy. Terrible. Pete Talansky says, this is a no-brainer for me. Add Lawrence Taylor to any team and you become instantly better. Yeah, one of the greatest players in NFL history, let alone in the Giants history. And just for the record, um, speaking of LT, if you have not seen All Madden by um, the presentation they made for John Madden and his career, you absolutely, it is a must That see. was good. That was oh good. Oh, my God. That was, thank Scotty D, thank you for, because uh, you reminded me when it was on, and I was just, I was almost in tears. Yeah. How great, how great that production was. It was, it was, it was done very well. Yeah. I, I, can, I would, I would, I would like this scene to be like a three hour special. I mean, I think it, they could have gone into a lot more depth. Oh, yeah. And I was like, they have that much impact on a sport. Yeah. And and hopefully for the younger generation that they would understand that John Madden is much more than a video game. Much more. It's much, much more. It's still the winningest coach of all time as far as percentage over 100 games. John Madden. And it's so long just to get into the Hall of Fame. I can't believe it. And then the, the work he's done, I could go on for days. But yeah. Yeah. Yes, LT. Oh. And that's what I say. LT was um did a very good um um uh, what's the thing dedication to him and everything. Like yep. he said that John Madden made him a better player, wow. and that is a testament from arguably one of the greatest athletes, one of the best players of all time in um international football league, Lawrence Taylor. So terrible, Pete. You weren't so terrible. This I'm not gonna lie to you. I just had a funny, I just had a funny thought. Busting through the wall, I would be more scared of John Madden than I would be the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Tough acting, to acting. You want some money? I mean, what you what you want, man? You just you can't you just caught me off guard. But yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Um, Maddie Ice, Martin Tracy said, Irving Fryer. Um, if you know, you know. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Um, tough as nails. Great kick slash punt returner and great receiver. Uh, first pick in the 84 draft helped the Patriots to reach their first Super Bowl and will be a great addition to this year's squad. I totally forgot Urban Fryer did pay for, play for the Patriots because I remember him oh, as, yeah. a, as a Redskin. It was, yeah. he, he, I think he might have been on the first Super Bowl team for the Patriots when they got blown out by the Bears on in that yeah. 85 team. I think he was on that team with uh, Tony Easton as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's another good one on here. I don't know if you saw this one, Eddie, cool, by Bruce Diamond. He chose Kent Hall. Kent Hall was a center. He was mm. passed away a few years ago, but he was a center for the Buffalo Bills teams. Oh yeah, that yeah, went to the Hall. Super Bowl four years in a row. And I mean, we've talked before, like the Bills needing some gritty, grinded out offensive linemen to help with them running the ball. So that's a good, good answer for Bruce on his uh, Buffalo Bills pick. Yep. Shout out to the big boss man Bruce Diamond for that one. Rodney. Bellamy, Dolphins fan. He should. I know he's jumping for joy right about now. He should be. <laughs> um, hot. Yeah, him fish and a whole. Hot. Yeah, hot him fish. And a, yeah, hot fish. Hot fish. Hot fish minus degrees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. He said it's easy to say thirteen ninety nine or even fifty four. Marino, Taylor, and Zach Thomas. Case you, you know. It took yeah. me a while. I was like, what is he talking about? Okay, so here we go. He said, easy to say $13.99 or even 54 He said, but with this year's particular team, offensive line is so bad, and we need a bruiser. Give me run, Ricky, run in this prime. A key, 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 Merry <laughs> Christmas, 
to the fellas at the Sports Bowls Podcast. Hot Rod! Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Thank you, Rod. sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Ricky Williams. It'd be a nice addition to two in the backfield. Oh, yeah. smoke. Yeah. yeah. Good, old, uh, good old, good old Ricky Williams, who's found his true calling in the marijuana. Devil's lettuce. All right. So we got JR. JR said on Philly with Reggie White, uh, he'd be with the Eagles, would definitely have two, two rings, maybe even three. So, all right. All right. Here we go. This is kind of one of the things I was talking about. Oh, because <laughs> JR, your pick is, a, is an excellent pick. Reggie White is a great pick to add to any team. And as an Eagle fan, but we asked, could you pick any player to be on this year's team? And so I guess he thought he could win two rings this year, maybe three. He said, but <laughs> here's here's the puzzling part, Jerry. You put up a picture of Lawrence Taylor. Why'd you why'd you put a picture of Lawrence Taylor and Bill Murray uh, on our face? Uh, it's not the same guy. Did he get his people you, mixed up? I, I don't know. That's definitely LT. If you look at the it, picture, it was, that, it, was, that was definitely LT. <laughs> LT and Bill Murray. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, it looks like the ESPYS or something. That's not Reggie White. So this is one of the moment. This is the moment where where all black <laughs> folks don't look the same. Oh, <laughs> not my joke. Not my joke to make. Um, but um, yeah, Jr. Number JR, love, baby. Um, number love. But, um, we, we Happy love New you. Year, Jr. Happy New Year, Jr. But, um, we do love but, you. Um, hashtag do better. Only <laughs> <laughs> oh, boss. God, why you gotta gotta just gotta do you gotta do you gonna put a picture please put the correct picture of who you're talking about <laughs> yeah. right. so here mm-hmm. we go fresh out of facebook pokey no i'm joking uh we got trey dizzle trey duke he said pretty damn easy for me tony romo with the talent dallas has on both sides of the ball would absolutely be unfair for the rest of the league i'm let, let me let me let me get this one let me get this right here go right because ahead. Of your lack of faith in Dak Prescott, that's why you lost this past week in fantasy football. Dak Prescott almost got you to the promised land because you didn't believe in him. There was it was put into the cosmos, and they were like, you know what? Trey Dizzle doesn't need Dak Prescott in the game anymore because he doesn't <laughs> believe in him. So guess what? Eh, eh, we're gonna go ahead and pull him out. You know, he doesn't need any more um yards, points, or anything like that. Because of Trey Dizzle and his negativity towards Dak Prescott, the $160 million quarterback with $127 million guaranteed, and thanks to Scotty D, $75 million this year, you got to believe in the man that you have right now. Come on, Dak Prescott is good. He may not be great. He may not be worth all that money, but he is your current quarterback. He Come on, Dak. And bounds better Come on, Dak. than Tony Romo. I would have been, I would have been much no. more inclined with you if you would have said Troy Aikman. That no, right t- there. Dak on his best day is not better than Tony Romo. Oh my God, the sack! You know what? No. I, I'm not. No, I'm, so what? What? What's no. been the difference? What's been the difference? Tony Romo couldn't get past eight wins. But what? How? How? And then we and then we got to the playoffs. What happened? Face plant. Yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 did have some bad moments, but he also had a some bad offensive lines and like Julius Jones and Marion Barber running back. I mean, Jared, Jared didn't really commit to the offensive line like he has since 
these last couple of years. Actually, he was committing to it with Romo at the end of his career, and it carried over into Dak Prescott. That's when he started drafting Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Travis Frederick. But um, talent-wise, Tony Romo was head and shoulders above Dak Prescott. You, you oh boy. So you think, yeah. Tony, you, you, you agree with you Oh, agree? yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I see y'all are Tony, worse than Pan- y'all are worse than Panther fans. Y'all <laughs> oh much God. worse than Panther fans. My Ooh, God. Tony, like the Tony fight Romo had right now is that like we we're fighting who's better, Sam Donald or Cam Newton, which are both terrible because of our O line issues. You, you should see the fights that are going on. But sure, sure. But but uh, Dak Prescott has a has a great great chance of success here. He has the opportunity still in front of him because. Jason Garrett's dumbass is gone, and that was a big hindrance to Tony hey. Romo's career. That's, that's that was a big, big hindrance to us in the past. So, anyway, anyway, Jason Garrett's so bad he couldn't even keep his OC job with the Giants. Ain't no, that something? No. Terrible. That's that's pretty. That's pretty bad. That's because that's what he was known for. But um, yeah, yeah. All right. You think Tony Romo could ever be an OC in the future? Oh, 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 I think I think he could, but why would you? Why would you want to leave that job that he has with the money he's making? He's having to, too much to fun. spend all day studying film and coaching. I, I mean, if you get that broadcast job, that's where it's at. He, Tony Romo with that broadcast job, like I said, out of all my favorite commentary duos, I really like f- being entertained. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Ah, oh, Tony Romo calling things before it happened, and you're like, oh, and and like. Like he's like I said, he he gives us the quarterback's perspective, like the on field perspective. If 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 Tony Romo don't do nothing else, he he he's smart enough to give us the on field perspective to trans he's true. a true color commentary. He's a true mm-hmm. color commentary, so commentator. So I will mm-hmm. give him that. So um yeah. Tony Romo, Trey Dizzle. Um John Weisachek, did I butcher Wazik. his name? Wazik. John Wazik, right. yeah. John Wazik, he said. Old I'll friend take- from college, we called him Waz, and Waz is a Steeler fan, so his answer is? Dermonte Dawson, Hall of Famer, right? Dermonte Dawson is a, is a Hall of Fame? Yeah, I believe he is, yeah. He was a center, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. And he number was- 63 for the Steelers, yep. And they could use him right now. That Steelers team could sure use some help on that O-line. Poor so that's a good Poor Good Najee call. Harris. Poor Najee <laughs> Harris. Good yeah. God. The, the, the first, his first three games was like, wall, wall. Hey, man, move. <laughs> move. Ain't you the tackle? Aren't you supposed to pull? Guard? <laughs> oh, God. I just. Yeah. Oh, poor Najee. I mean, the, the Steelers did draft what they needed in a running back, but this has been terrible. This is terrible. 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Oh, Tom- well, ben, ben Roethlisberger is one year too late from retirement, but that's. That's what I agreed. Yeah, I'm just like you see the video of Big Ben like throwing a ball and then falling to the ground untouched. I I have not seen it, but I I can believe it. It's just it's just awkward watching him. He he really he just looks like a big ball of fat back there. I don't know it's the pads or whatever. He just he literally he I think he literally looks like um because I'm not saying I read it so Jared Lorenzen. Back there, behind, oh. behind center. I'm just saying, just a. Just, he looks, he, he looks slow and chunky. I'm just saying, just, yeah. Just, he looking like Zion Williamson in the backfield. I oh mean, my goodness! Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> we'll get back to a choice of the voice real quick. First of all, I'm gonna get really close <laughs> to the camera. To the agents of Zion Williamson, and we had this discussion that you know where we're going. Zion is. 
300 and plus pounds as we speak. Who in the hell decided it would be a great idea to air a Mountain Dew commercial with a bunch of food and this man has a weight issue? Think, who, who, who? He was he looked chunky in the commercial. I was like, he was thick then. <laughs> like, what are we like? This I'm like, this is so not a good look. And matter of fact, I forgot which podcast I was listening to. They was like, yeah. And then they had the nerve to put him in a Mountain Dew commercial. He got bigger yeah. problems than Mountain Dew. They need to put a padlock in that brother's fridge. And the, and the thing about it is, he in New Orleans. And the food going to be good then, now, and forever in New Orleans. You somehow, some way got... Next thing, hey, he going to be um, trying out for uh, offensive tackle for the Saints next year. Hell, well, you might as well at this point. Might uh, as well. <laughs> but anyways... I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous about him getting back on the basketball court. I'm very, very nervous. I, it cannot go well. Blowing out at his game, blowing out shoes, bad knees. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of up and down. It's just, it's just. He. The thing about it is, Derrick Rose was healthy. Yeah, like he was slim, and and but there was his problem was he was so explosive that yeah. his joints couldn't handle it. And Zion Williamson has that same problem, and he's compounding it with the weight issue. He's gonna blow. Oh, I'm. My, I just blew my left um, ACL, MCL, and PCL just talking about it because and I got to wait time and for his a, And his ATL. Nah, my bad. <laughs> I just, I blew that out just talking can about we, it. Can we Amtrak this twist of the voice <laughs> yeah, section yeah, yeah. here before <laughs> B-Live gets injured and has to get carried off the set here? I just, I just want some Popeye's chicken, but you can keep them dry-ass biscuits. Moving right along. We got Tom Wynn. He says Jim Brown. Wow! Hey, if you're a Brown, if you're a Browns fan, you got bigger mm. problem than running back. Your running backs aren't that bad. You, right. You might want well, to pick I mean, Bernie Kosar. That was why a tittle. That was his favorite player. So he just he just wanted to go with his favorite player. But yeah, okay. you you've got running backs. That's the yeah. very least of your problems in in um Cleveland. But hey, to each their own. Uh, I won't throw you in the penalty box, but no. you know you, you didn't. Didn't read the question all the way. Should we throw him in there? Uh, he, he interpreted it the way he interpreted it. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll leave we'll leave it alone. We, you'll get a pass right. in 2021. You bring that mess in 2022. Read the <laughs> question. Yes, sir. <laughs> we coming for you. I ain't gonna do it. Uh, so here we go. We got Trina Dunn. She says the Minister of Defense Reggie White. That's she's a Packer fan. White. Yeah, for yeah. two different and, teams. Right. Right. Reggie, Reggie White. I mean, he, he, Reggie White could apply for uh, four different teams, and with this question, so yeah. true, yeah, yeah, so that, very much so. That that, that damn Reggie White to get off the ball, push with one arm and clothesline you with the other one, and just Reggie. I I remember watching Reggie White play, and I was like, "What in the hell? What is the Lord have mercy?" And then when he came to Carolina, I was like, oh, we got Reggie White, but we got, like, trending down Reggie White. But RIP to the legendary. Hey, hey. Yeah. RIP to the Reggie White and Kevin Green. I was like, I like this. I'm over here like, what are we going to do? I know they were older in the later in their career, but it's just so good to see him in a Panthers uniform. Yeah. Yeah. RIP to him and Kevin Green. I still can't believe Kevin Green is gone. Good God. Um, moving right along, we got Eric Black. He said Ronnie Lott. Good choice for the 49er fan. 
Ronnie, Ronnie Light, Ronnie Lott, the head. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Between between him and Steve Atwater, God. Uh, and then we I feel got, like and he he understood the assignment. Yeah, because I mean, he Homer pick would have been Jerry White. I mean Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. but they, they're good. they're really good at wide receiver. They're really yeah. good. Debo Samuel is going to yes, I'm wearing a Clemson um jersey saying something good about a Gamecock. Just they just don't freaking lose your freaking mind. But Debo Samuel is that dude. Yeah, I promise you. If I if I could if I can select them in fantasy football, I'm picking Debo Samuel. That dude is can do it, anything when healthy. I'm, Facts, facts, and yeah. that's saying. When, when healthy, that that boy, that boy, that boy scratches nose. He out three to six weeks with a fractured orbital bone. Moving, <laughs> moving right Good along, boy. we, yeah, moving right along. We got Chris Adgerson, and he said it would be Larry Allen. Woo! For a Cowboy fan, that's a good call. Yeah, take him on any time in the offensive line. Hall of Famer. Who did yeah. Larry yeah. Allen run down? That one time, Larry Allen ran down somebody. Yeah, we. Uh, it might have been Emmett that fumbled or something, and a defensive back picked it up and scooted down the sideline, and he he reeled him in. I can't remember, but it was impressive though. He seen this big man sprint down the sideline. Yeah, I forget who it was, but he he reeled him in. It was crazy. And Larry Allen just he was big, strong. Yeah, he had. Can you just imagine him getting to the? I mean, you don't have to imagine. You've seen it, mm-hmm. but can you imagine being a defensive back, a quarterback? <laughs> Or safety, seeing this dude on the second level. She, hey, go ahead, bro. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm gonna make. You ain't about to run me over and have me looking foolish, nah, man. You know what? Oh, oh, I, 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 I fell. <laughs> I wish my defensive coordinator would ask me, "What, what you do, son? Do you see number seventy <laughs> three? I, I, I will cover. I will cover eighty, eighty eight. What was number check? Eighty four. And twenty two, but 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 this right here, seventy three. I want no parts of it. Nope, nope. You can call me coward, punk. What well, I don't care. I run them sprints. <laughs> Larry Allen didn't touch me. He ain't touched me. Stud. Yeah, he did not touch me. All right, and then we got Ernie Ernie Kitzman. Ernie Kitzman said Charles Woodson. Ah, okay, that's another good one for a Packer fan. Yep, Charles Charles Woodson. I mean, yeah, Charles Woodson. Yeah, good old Charles Woodson. He got a. He's he's wearing um. What's the What's the 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 ass gots and the uh and drinking yeah. wine? Yeah. Uh, his head still would be, be his head still big as hell, but it's okay. That'd uh, be an improvement to the Packers defense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, of course yeah. it would be. Because we know they can't stop the run. And they, the thing about the Packers is on Christmas Day they got exposed, whether they know it or not. They got they got exposed. Whether they, it took the Browns to expose Hope them. So. So, Hope yeah. so. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Shout out to Uncle Max, Dave Romito, Terrible Pete Talansky, uh Matty Ice Martin Tracy, Rodney Bellamy, Hot Rod himself, uh JR, uh Trey Dizzle, John Waz, Trina Dunn, Eric Black, Chris Adgerson, and Ernie Kitzman, the Kitz himself. All right. Also that- saw one for the best name in the game, Joe Comfort, where he picked Oh, Alan he bought Fanica. one. What did he what did he get? What did he what did he get? Al- Alan F- he went with Alan Fanica, another Steeler fan, another Steeler oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Joe Cuffer, the best name in the game. Yep. Yeah, the best name in the game. Yeah, Alan Fanica kind of <clears throat> like Triple H with more muscles. Yeah, big dude, big dude. Yeah, he yeah, he was a he was a big dude, big dude. So shout out to everybody for their participation in this week's choices of the voices. We're gonna do something different. Be live. If you're gonna bring somebody back to help out the Panthers, 
at least get some respectability at this point. Who are you picking? <laughs> this one, this one, this one took some thought. Yeah. This one took some thought, but it, I mean, we really, not really, because there's one glaring issue that the, um, that the Panthers have. And then there's a couple of minor issues that we got going on, but I'm going to go ahead and jump off rip. We need help on our offensive line. So without a doubt, I would bring back Jordan Gross. I would bring mm-hmm. him back. He's um, Ring of Honor um, um, for the um, Panthers easily. The best offensive tackle, offensive lineman that the Panthers have had. Yes. That would have been, that's clearly my number one pick. But honorable, honorable mention, and I'm going I'm to go into it a little bit further when we get to our, um, get to our pep. But honorable mention, if I was to bring back somebody from a previous team in their prime, I'd bring back either Ron Rivera or John Fox. Oh, you ain't. I'd bring back a freaking coach. But um, uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Not not George so Seifert. Not George Seifert for that one year. Ah, hey, hey, in prime, that's a good answer. Somebody. Roll says you're improving. Says you're improving. Yep. And and also, I know this might be against the rules of the question, but I would have thrown in 2015 Cam Newton. You brought back Cam, Cam VP. Yeah, I would have bring back Cam in his prime. I think okay. Cam in his prime with the weapons that we have, I think he could do some damage. Our old line needs absolute help. But what Cam, Cam Newton did in 2015 with the, the lack of weapons that we had, was something short of phenomenal. So he made Ted Ginn Jr. a leading wide receiver. No hands, Ted Ginn Jr. And if he had hands, he would have broken Jerry Rice's record. If he had hands. Destroyed it. He would have destroyed the records. He had 14 touchdowns with no hands. It was like he could have easily had 25 touchdowns that year. It was ridiculous to watch. But yeah, Jordan Gross, Honorable mention any one of our coaches that we had in the past. But like I said, stay tuned. Um, Scotty D, Eddie, which, who, who, who wanted to go next? I, I, I got distracted. I, and, and, Don, and, and Don Capers too. Be like, no, let me stop. Don. Don. <laughs> well, he, well, he, he did, he did. Oh. And, and we did the championship beat. game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, Don, Don Capers. And Don, Don Capers, and they not one but two. Um. Um, what's it called? Um, expansion expansion teams. teams. Yeah, because yeah. he ended up coaching Houston. the Texans. Yep. Yeah. Dom Capers, the blueprint. Um, Scotty D, who you got? I'm in the same thought process of Trey Duke by replacing Dak, but I'm not picking Romo. I'm picking Troy Aikman because that dude went out and delivered. He delivered the, the goods. He yeah. brought home the hardware. Troy Aikman playing in, the, in his prime again in – in this current iteration of the Cowboys, throw into C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and Dalton Field Schultz field. playing the Novacek role. Whoo! I would like that, man. I would. Oh, I would. Tony Pollard come, that. Tony Pollard coming out of the backfield as well. Pollard and, and Zeke back there. And, and, and Troy handing to those guys. And Gallup's your third receiver. Ooh, Troy would have a lot of fun with them to these weapons. You know, Troy, Troy had had uh, 
his first Super Bowl had Irvin and Alvin Harper and Novacek. And then Kelvin Martin was like the slot receiver. He didn't throw a lot to. Mm. But one, two, three right now, I think is better than that one, two, three. I mean, Michael Irvin obviously is the standard when it comes to Cowboys receivers. Mm. But Alvin Harper left the Cowboys for free agency and never did much after that. Mm. And Kelvin Martin, same thing. We ended up bringing a guy named Kevin Williams in as, as our <laughs> number two guy. But this, this, this would have been. Troy would have a lot yeah. of fun with these guys. So that's my pick. Eddie Cool, how about you? Uh man. Wow. Uh looking at the Carolina Panthers, looking at the Carolina Panthers now, as B Live mentioned, that our that our team got more holes than a block of Swiss cheese. <clears throat> I ain't gonna lie to you. We got holes except for the except for the secondary. But man, anyway, as you go here or there. I would say bring back Steve Smith. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Toughness. Toughness. Okay. Bring some he, fire back to that team, huh? Yeah, yeah. Fire. He would get Robbie Anderson all the way together. Think about it. Steve Smith is the same guy that beat up Ken Lucas. <laughs> that, that fought a teammate in practice. Now they're back, well, you know, Steve Smith is volatile. No, you need somebody like Steve Smith to have that fire and have that to just resonate throughout the, throughout, you know, throughout the squad. Because think, like, who we got a wide receiver now? We got DJ, oh, ooh, him, him, think about it, him, I, I was gonna, I was Robbie. gonna question you a little bit. I was like, wide receiver is actually one of our stronger points. Yeah, but I see what you're saying about like he would definitely, oh, of course, he would e definitely elevate the game. Yeah, because I'm the one thing I think that we're definitely lacking, which again surprises me from somebody that's five foot ten, is his he, he stretched he stretched the field. Yeah, like he, like being five foot ten, you wouldn't think that Steve he played, Smith he played be, bigger than that size. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He, he and, played like he was six five. Yeah, now that's one of those things where I'm waiting. Is anybody going to be able to go down the field, stretch, um, stretch the offense, as opposed of the um, your safety playing five yards away from the um, line of scrimmage, so, so you can't run the ball. Slant, 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 interception, interception. It's not. Oh. It just doesn't work. But I, again, I'm, 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 I'm teetering the territory. I, so I was, I almost question you, but I see what you're saying. I, I like the way, I like that answer, C. Smith. Stretch your field, bring that passion, get in there, get in them boys' grills. Like, hey, DJ Moore is the heir apparent. Yeah, DJ Moore, it, he's tough. And even, and even and Steve his, Smith said it himself. Yeah, that's what I said. Steve Smith has passed the torch. To yeah. DJ Moore, but he just doesn't have that leadership ability just yet. He's just he's young, or a quarterback, just, huh? Or a quarterback. See, now, and now, now if we're talking quarterback. I'm just saying a receiver's not gonna be that good without a good quarterback. Now, if we yeah. talking now, if we talking quarterback, that's one, what I'm saying. One one A would be one A and one B. Cam Newton one A and Jake Delone one B. <laughs> Jake would get destroyed behind our offensive line right now. Yeah, he, he would get killed. And he'd get murdered behind this offensive line. Especially if he had Mike Rimmers there. 
Jesus Christ. So that's why I was like, I again, the, the, the reason why I went O-line first was because I just don't see anybody. I really don't see anybody thriving behind our offensive line. Mm-mm. Even Patrick Mahomes suffered terribly when he when he was lacking with the um offensive line problem. Mike, so Mike if, Rimmers. If, Mike Rimmers was there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Mike was, Rimmers made the greatest quarterback that probably ever be on the field look like just garbage. Look made him look human as, look, oh my God. He and the thing about this he was still doing superhuman things to throwing horizontal laid out like this because Mike Rimmers couldn't block <laughs> oh boy, sorry, sorry. We 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 back. Yeah. So I so all right. So so Jordan Gross, not Mike Rimmers. How could God not him? That's that's two Super Bowls I've seen him just go <laughs> stink it up. All right, Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? Well, next year. For next ah. year, first first question out of the block. I actually asked this question last year. I'm gonna uh, revisit it, but I'm just gonna ask all of you guys out there for something you would like to see happen in 2022 or predictions first in the world of sports for 2022 predictions or something. And you can get creative. You can give us something funny, something outlandish, outrageous, or something you really say, Hey, I really see this coming to fruition, or I would really like to see this. Like I would really like to see college football change things up. Like we talked earlier, something like that. Anyway, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to kick off the new year with our predictions and stuff we'd like to see for the next year. That'll give us something to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and throw in my answer real quick because I want to get one one last insult into Scotty D before the New Year's. Go ahead. I want to see another spring football league. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, you got Dwayne Rock Johnson's XFL, and then you got the USFL. I think we still have the Spring League, and so one more thing for me not to watch. <laughs> oh, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful football. Got him. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, come back next week. You might slash, get that wish. Come, come back next week slash next year for another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Thank you for your participation in all of 2021. Coming up next. Pepper. We got a special edition of Pepper, the Pepper Awards. Stay tuned. Before we hop into um, our Pepper Awards segment, right as we were finishing our last segment, the Choices of the Voices, um, we received the shocking news of the passing of John Madden. Um, A few days ago on Christmas Day, Fox ran a Madden special, and it was phenomenal. I hadn't yet seen it yet, and neither... um, and Be Live and Scotty D, they saw it. But, um, yeah, John Madden passed away this morning at the age of 85. And the funny thing about it is we were just talking about him on this, board, on, on this episode. Just a few minutes ago talking about that special. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I must see. And it, like, it was, it, was almost, it was almost divine. Yeah, that's crazy. So... When when uh when that thing aired on Christmas Day, I'm sitting there watching with my 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 dad, my brother-in-law, and the families around the room. I said, you know, I'm glad that they that they aired this while he was still alive to see this because I mean he was 85 and I didn't know that at the time. I just knew that he was older. And I said, I'm I'm this is awesome that you know that this isn't the type of thing they waited to do like a posthumous special on him. 
Man, I you know I hope he was well enough that he was sitting around on Christmas watching that and, and did and get did get sick because as of right now I'm not I'm not even sure what exactly was um, his reason for passing away, but I hope that he sat there on Christmas and and enjoyed that like like everyone else in America did because that was really really a a, a cool special. And like I like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I wish it would have been like a three hour special so they could have gone even further into depth with, with some of the things. But it was really touching to see all the different guys come on and say, like, like Troy Aikman saying he was the soundtrack to my career because mm-hmm. Madden had a big, you know, a large part of the Cowboys games that usually aired on the four o'clock slot on Sunday afternoons while Aikman was in his heyday for those 12 years. So Madden did a lot of his games. And as a Cowboy fan, obviously, I I witnessed uh, a, a lot of that. But, I, you know, and all these different guys said different real nice things about him. Matt Millen was on there talking about him and Belichick, but what his son said about him being a hall of fame father, I thought that was the coolest of all the tributes and hit, you know, seeing Madden watch these people say the kind things about him. And I'm glad now that that, that thing was done. And, and even if he wasn't alive to see the special, he was alive to see the tributes, you know, as they were coming in, he, they they were video, they were watching him watch these things said. So he, he was, you know, he saw all these good things that, that were said about him and, and the magnitude of what he meant to the football fan in the early nineties and, and even a little bit further beyond. So that man, rest in peace, John Madden. What a, what a, what a contributor to the sport of football. Oh yeah. And well, um, what I um, wanted to say was that, cause it was the way the special looked like, it looked like he was watching the special as it was like, he was watching the production of the special. Right. Yeah. And so it is one of those true, it was one of those things where, it really looked like that he was able to see his flowers. Yeah, yeah. He was able, exactly. he was able, we, he, like, it's very rare in this day and age where someone gets to see how much they are appreciated, mm-hmm. how much they are loved, how much impact you had on a, a lot of lives. This, mm-hmm. His reach is unfathomable. Like, the, the video game itself is one of the top selling video games you don't even have to know the man, but you know the name mm-hmm. and the voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just the reach that he has, like I don't think without Madden, dude, in EA Sports, it's in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, do we know? Do we know any of? Do we? Like, it's one of those things where he entered that that game itself introduced a whole next level of gaming, and and just. His reach is still going to be for years and years to come. Just mm-hmm. the impact that he had, the All Madden um, team, the video game, the commentary, the coaching, all the all of his con- contributions to the sport is, I want to say, second to none. Yeah, I honestly want to say it's second to none. John Madden, thank you for everything. And from the, the three of us here, You've made a great influence on us just being podcasters. Yeah. Like, I, that's a, a dream of mine to be color commentary. Like, I would love to do that. I would love to have the job that he had. Like, yeah. between, between John Madden and Stuart Scott, they've had the biggest influence of me on this spectrum, on this side of life and what I want to do moving forward. I really want us to be able to do something of that level. Mm-hmm. And John Madden, thank you to the Madden family, our prayers and condolences. And I'm just, I'm incredibly thankful. Please 
give your flowers to those that you care about before it's too late. We never know when God will call another angel. Thank you again, John Madden. Thank you. Yeah, we never know. Um, John Madden started his coaching career at Allen Hancock University out in California from 60 to 61 as an assistant coach. Later on, he became the head coach of Allen Hancock from 62 to 63, and he led that um, led him to 12 wins. After that, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a defensive coordinator at San Diego State from 64 to 66, and then after that, he became a Raiders linebackers coach from 67 to 68. Then after that, from 68, from 69 to 78, he was the head coach. Um, he led the Raiders to Super Bowl to a win in Super Bowl 11. Um, and then also he was an AFL champion in 1967 and he was the pro football weekly AFL coach of the year in 1969. His career statistics, win loss record, um, 103 wins, 32 losses, seven ties, a winning percentage of 73%. He went nine and seven in the playoffs and his overall record is 112, 139 and seven ties. Unexpectedly. John Madden left us at 85 years old today. So condolences to the Madden family. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here. But before we go, we have the year-end pepper also known as the Pepper Awards. Yeah, that's the music and everything. But yes, here we are with a special edition of the Pepper, the Pepper Awards. What we did with this, we had our own categories. We picked our own winners. So no three answers are the same. You know how we do it. Rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. But this time of the year, we're giving out year-end awards. And with that being said, I'll go first, all right? As mentioned earlier, in the category, the winner of the, and I took that personal award, goes to Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow, who lights Baltimore up for 525 yards and four touchdowns this past week. Wink Martindale comments was the fuel added to the fire. And it goes, and I quote, Adams, Devontae, is one of two top receivers in the league, and he's not number two. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I don't think we're ready to buy a gold jacket for Joe, Joe Burrow. When asked, did you, did, did, did it have, did your performance today have anything to do with what Wink Martindale said? He looked at reporter and said, <laughs> maybe. Very Aaron Rodgers-esque. So let's say this. Joe Burrow. This is against one team, one team in the regular season. Joe Burrow has passed for 941 yards, seven touchdowns, and one interception versus the Baltimore Ravens this season. If I'm Wink Martindale, I'm somewhere sitting down somewhere drinking something with my mouth closed because um, <laughs> Wink, Wink, he, Wink is Wink. This this is not Wink's first rodeo. You cannot give the opposing team bulletin board material. Um, what makes that so funny was that when he, and Wink Martindale was asked if he was going to um, double team Jamar Chase 
like they did Devontae Adams against mm-hmm. in um, Green Bay. And that prompted him to say, oh, shoot, Joe Burrow ain't a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. Yep, no, he, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> don't do not do it no more. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, cool, yeah. so he pretty much just said, he all right. Yeah, all right. yeah, I, 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 hey, you know, I'd be like, you know how to do it. All right, <laughs> all right. That, that 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 award could be, um, that award could also be named. Oh, you've been watching film? Watch this. this. <laughs> well, that's cool. Watch this. All right, so uh, yeah, Joe Burrow, the winner of the first ever 2021 Sports Bros Podcast. I took that personal award. Over to you, uh, Scotty D. All right, I'm going with the biggest. I didn't learn anything, so I'm the knucklehead of the year award. And that is Antonio Brown, because this knucklehead got fake vaccination cards. Here's the thing. He might have got away with it, except that he didn't pay his chef, Stephen Ruiz, like 10 grand. And so he blew the whistle on him. He knew about it and he blew the whistle. And that's because he didn't pay him. And that's what got you into trouble in the first place years ago, Antonio Brown. You knucklehead, you. Not quite of the year award. Be live over to you. Oh my God. <laughs> that that is that is so aptly named. So my first pepper award is going to be you big dummy. Fred <laughs> award. That is the you big dummy. And that award goes, I told you earlier in the podcast, I was coming back to it. Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my God. Um, what are you doing? What, what, what if you, you, all you've done this year is taking, taking fertilizer, horse manure, the cockapookie, the dookie stains, and keep throwing it against the wall to see if anything sticks. You have done nothing to address the problem, which is the offensive line, and also play calling, by the way, which is uh, you, sort of your responsibility. Um, you hire a guy that's never you hire, you hired a guy that's never called an offensive play ever to be your offensive coordinator. Um, and you just well, what are, what are you doing? The two, the two quarterback system, it was, it was cute, but no, it just, it, it was cute. It, 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 certain things only last one time. You do something one time. You know why teams rarely ever run the Wildcat anymore? Is because it worked for a short period of time, and then teams started to get wise up on. They still run every now and again, a little sprinkle every now and again. But they rarely run it. But it was the next big thing a few years ago. But that, but Matt Rule, uh, definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. You big dummy, Eddie Cool, <laughs> the ball. And the next category goes to the best wrestling performance by a non-wrestler. The winner of this award goes to Logan Paul. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah. <laughs> I'm from the mean streets of Westlake, Ohio. Westlake is nice, okay? Come on, <laughs> get out of here. Sorry, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, the best wrestling performance by a non-wrestler award goes to Bad Bunny. All right? Uh-huh. Goes to Bad Bunny for his tremendous showing at this year's WrestleMania. At first, I was like, who is this dude? Okay. He sings a song, Booker T. 
is pretty nice. Then I saw him get in the ring and mix it up, and I was like, oh, he for real with it. Out there doing Canadian destroyers, flying off the top rope. Like, he actually like, look, this is what I do for a living, and Bad Bunny looked good. All right, um, Him and uh, the current United States champion, Damian Priest, they got the W over The Miz and John Morrison in this year's WrestleMania. Honorable mention goes to Shaquille O'Neal, the Diesel, as he made his AEW professional debut along with Jade Cargill as they defeated Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Shaq got a choke slam, a power bomb, fell through the table, and they carted his behind off <laughs> in the ambulance, never to be seen in a wrestling ring again. So shout out to AEW for making it happen as to where WWE dropped the ball because we did want to see Shaq versus the Big Show, but we never got it. Over to you, Scotty Ooh. D. The one that got away. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, my next uh, Pepper Award is the Overlooked Athlete of the Year. He's overlooked by the mainstream, but in the fight circle, you know that Kamaru Usman is a bad dude. Mm -hmm. Now, UFC-wise, the fight of the year was Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. And you guys, I think, saw that one just a few weeks ago where these dudes just brawled for three straight rounds. And then the upset of the year was Amanda Nunez losing to Juliana Pena. But the fighter of the year was Kamaru Usman. In 2021 alone, he knocked out Gilbert Burns. Jorge Masvidal, he, he might not be awake yet, hit him back <laughs> in the summer. And Colby Covington, he had a unanimous decision. The three big challenges of the welterweight champion. Kamar Usman still rolling. Can't wait to see him fight again in 2021. b over to you. I like it. I like it. My second Pepper Award is going to be the that boy good. Jackson <laughs> Heights own Mr. Randy Watson. Yeah. The greatest oh. love of all. <laughs> The That Boy Good award goes to Chef Steph Curry. That boy cooking. That boy cooking. He good. He good. He good. He good. And all he's done is break the um, three point, um, most three pointers in ever in history record um, by with 400 some odd less games. Not only is his number two guy been um, hurt and out for the season, he's just still leading the, I think they're either first or second in the Western Conference. But either way, Steph Curry is a bad dude. He's that, that boy <laughs> good. Yeah. And he should be front runner for MVP this year without a shadow of a doubt. So for that, that boy good. Jackson Knight's own Mr. Randy Watson, yeah. <laughs> Award goes to Steph Curry, Eddie Cool, the ball. My third and final award tonight is in the category of, oh, it ain't over yet category. And it goes to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, they start after winning 10 games the previous season. They started this season one and seven. And uh, we wrote them off. They're done. But they said, hold up. Not so fast. They are currently riding a seven-game win streak. And they are now 8-7 and seven after beating the New Orleans Saints Monday night. And they have the seventh playoff spot in the AFC. Well, 
I know two things. Brian Flores, he going to have another job. And number two, if the Dolphins went out and clinch a playoff spot, do not want to play them. Sure don't. Mm -mm. Do not want two teams I don't want to play, the Dolphins and the Bengals. But the Dolphins win the 2021, it ain't over yet, award. Over to you, Scotty D. Good call the Dolphins. I wouldn't want to play the Cowboys either, man. They're good. Cowboys are good, especially with Troy Aikman at quarterback. All right. My final award uh, for the 2021 Pepper Awards is the Pinocchio Award going to none other than number 12 for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, who <laughs> lied to all of us whenever he was asked if he was vaccinated back in the summer. He said, yeah, I've been immunized. Yeah means, yes, I've been vaccinated to answer your question. And that was a lie. And I'll tell you something, Aaron Rodgers, not only do you lie to me, but you need a haircut, too, with your midlife crisis hair going on right now. You're not playing hockey and you're not going to the mall or the roller rink on Friday night. So cut your hair. <laughs> Be live. Over to you. And he's going to win MVP. And it's he probably same. will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but cut your hair when you get the award. Cut it. Oh, God. It, 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 it looked like I was looking at him Saturday night. And I was like, why does he look like he just woke up? <laughs> he, he looked like he don't care and he's playing like he, <laughs> he he got zero cares right now he's just being a bad man liar but, he's a liar his <laughs> nose is growing Pinocchio is bad, a bad man a morally and um he's bad a bad person <laughs> <laughs> morally and athletically <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so there's my third and final pepper point my pepper award is my very own and it and I, I switched it up. I switched up. Um pre um pre-show I did have something listed. But I made a promise that I wasn't gonna bring up his name on this show ever again. So you know what? I'm just holding to that. He does not get an award from me, period. He does not get mentioned. He that shall not be named. So I switched it up. And I and think Robert Kraft. I, no, Robert Kraft, I, he's fine. He's fine. Oh, okay. not, okay. But yeah, but yeah, anyway. Um okay. But let me put, um, this is going to be the What Happened Be Live Award. The What Happened Be Live Award. And it's brought to you by Head and Shoulders. Keeps your head scratched. <laughs> and this award goes to Russell Westbrook. Who thought that bringing Russell Westbrook who is ball-dominant, to the Lakers with ball-dominant LeBron James, who thought that this was going to work? Bad. It's not at all. It's atrocious. That last game where he shot four for 20, he got a triple-double, though. He got a triple-double. He <laughs> shot four for 20. He was minus 23 for a plus-minus. That means when he was on the floor... The opposing team scored 23 more points than his team. And, but LeBron James went plus nine. So LeBron James did his job. But Russell Westbrook is just bad. And I literally, I made a TikTok video to culminate exactly how bad Russell Westbrook is. This was like one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Just look me up on Facebook, I'm on TikTok. Um, this um, your boy be live, but it literally it was like, 
You're a dude. You're a slasher. You're a slasher. <laughs> Don't shoot that. <laughs> I'm, I'm Russell Westbrook. I'm a slasher. Play defense. Let, I'm Russell, get it. Go pull up the shot. <laughs> ah! Oh, they, they, they call you Westbrook, but they call me West Splash. Let's get it. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Sick. We left it there for like 30 minutes. Because <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. Stop shooting the ball. Man, he, he, he's incredibly talented. He's athletic. He's gifted. But there's a reason why it just hasn't worked. He's had an ungodly amount of talent around him. There was a time he had he had James Harden coming off the bench and KD on the same team. Couldn't make it work there. Now you with LeBron James, can't make it work there. Couldn't make it work again with James Harden. It was just, it's, it's to the point where I think it's Russell Westbrook. I think he's the problem. It is what it is. But the what happened Be Live Award goes to Russell Westbrook. Before I pass this off, though, we want to do, I, I want to do something extra special this week for our resident Hall of Famer. So I, if I could, I would like to open up an extra round of pepper for our very own Hall of Famer on his birthday, Uncle Max. Eddie Cool, the ball. Happy birthday to the inaugural initial member of the Sports Bros podcast, Mr. Maxwell Sidney Enix, known to us affectionately as our very own Uncle Max. We appreciate you, Uncle Max, for your unwavering support of the Sports Bros podcast. You're one of the day one listeners, Uncle Max. If we ain't got nobody else, we know for certain we got you. And of course, we got you on your birthday. So happy birthday, Uncle Max. Happy birthday to the Hall of Famer himself, Uncle Max. Happy birthday, brother. From that from the overtime days to the sports pro days. You're you've been a good friend. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your support. Yes, sir. Uncle Max, Uncle Max in true fashion, I want to show you my appreciation for right, everything that you brought to here we go. <laughs> two respect, two respectful birthday wishes. Here come the jokes. You can't even get it out. I was, I, you're, come you're, on, you're, man. No, ahead. this is this is a this here is, we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is in this is honest and loving appreciation. Uncle Max, we greatly appreciate everything that you brought to this program. Your unwavering support, even though all the jokes that we brought to you. And there's only but one way to finish out 2021 and celebrating your birthday by also celebrating your high school sweetheart's birthday. Her birthday is in January. Oh, my God. You're talking about Betty White, aren't you? <laughs> are you talking about Betty White? You are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Max, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry I ever introduced you to this, to this jerk. But no, no, but that, I, I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, you know what? I, I apologize. Oh see, my my, uh, my other dragging plan, Betty White into it. But my my other plan though was to get him um get him a birthday cake, but I couldn't get a fire permit. Oh my god! <laughs> 
See, we thought we were going to be respectful here, and you just want to you just want to light up your stand-up comedy act at the expense of of the the previous generation. Uncle Max, we love you, buddy. And we in closing. <laughs> Nothing but love, Uncle Max. Four five nine one four three. Number love, baby. Number love. Hey, look. If, if we if we didn't if we don't pick at you, that means we don't like you, but but we love you. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thanks for listening. We love you. You want to check out everything Sports Bros Podcast? Go to the description box and click the link tree. Yes, that's right. We got all of our links all in one place. Shout out to Marcus Anderson over at A Cheesecake Will Do because guess what? A Cheesecake Will Do. So check him out if you're in the Myrtle Beach, uh, North Carolina area, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area, all surrounding areas. Check him out. Get your good cheesecake and support your local businesses. And local businesses, if you want to do some business sponsorship, holler at us. Let us know something, all right? We can make it happen. And in closing, for the final time in 2021, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it. Now, more than ever, be a blessing, not a burden. Know when to come, know when to stay, and know when to leave, all right? It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Happy New and Year. And for the last time in 2021, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> See Love you, Uncle Max. Love you, Uncle Max. See you next year, guys.